This is Lance Turner, pastor at Grow Church. We'd like to thank you for joining our podcast. We pray the message today stirs your faith and it causes you to grow. Enjoy the message. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for being here today. You know what? Kudos to you for being here on Labor Day weekend. Amen. You could be anywhere else. You could be on the lake. You could be in Florida. I hope not Florida, but um, you could be anywhere. But kudos to you for making worship a priority this morning. I'm so thankful that you're here. And I hope that already, I don't know about you, I've already had a good time in the Lord this morning, hadn't you? Enjoying His presence, you know, celebrating the fact that His sacrifice was enough for us. Because He went to the cross, you and I can do this. We can come to Him. We don't have to be ashamed, afraid. We can celebrate with hands lifted up without ashamed. Amen? And then we can declare the goodness of God. How many of God's been good to you? The rest of you, you'll find out later. Maybe he, he already is. You maybe just hadn't recognized it yet. He's always good. Everything the Lord does is good. Amen. So this morning, I'm so excited to be here. I hope you can feel it in, in my passion today. For one thing is, my, my dogs won last night. Any Georgia fans in here? They did win. Didn't look pretty in the second half, but we'll just count it out, chalk it up to uh, first game, whatever. Uh, at least we're not Tennessee. If you're a Tennessee fan, I'm sorry. I know Scott's back there in the, in the booth. He's crying. He's been crying all morning. I'm kidding. So guys, we're starting a new series today called Be Wise. And I want to challenge you. I know that this is a month of vacations and stuff. we got today's Labor Day and then at the end of the month we have our school break and I know that many of you get away but if you if you're not here um, in those weeks make sure you catch up because I think this all, this whole month is going to be a great month of of us growing in the wisdom and, and of, of God amen so we're going to talk about that so all year we've been in this kind of this B series where we're, we're you know we're just saying you know what it's not we're not just going to have lip service in our in our walk with God we're going to be what Christ has called us to be we're going to be fully alive in Christ John 10, 10, you've heard me say that before, right? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. That's what we're about. That's what we want, because that's what Christ wanted for us, was to be fully alive in Christ. So all year, we've been talking about be. January was be, grow. We want to be the church in the community. We want to be the church in the world, in, in our nation. February, we talked about being loved, that we were going to live out the, the great commandment, love God and love people. In March, we talked about being one. We want to be unified as the body of Christ. and Because a unified body, how many of you know the unified body is a powerful body that gets things done for the kingdom? And then April, we celebrated the resurrection. We called it Be Alive. And that was awesome to be able to center that around the, the empty tomb. And that was awesome. May talked about being filled with the Spirit. What it means to be filled, right? And then in, in June, which is a perfect... Uh, kind of a, a carry on over of, of May was be the change. The Holy Spirit working in us helps us to be the change in the world. And then July we talked about being free. Aren't you thankful that you're free this morning? Because of what Christ did. We did take a break in August and went, did the Together series. So we're jumping back into this B. So we're going to talk about being wise. So I want to just open the scriptures up with you today. We're going to start in one of the main books that talks about wisdom, and that's the book of Proverbs. We're going to read from the very first chapter of Proverbs, if you'll go with me to the scriptures. 
Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. Here's it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding insights, words of insight, for receiving instructions and prudent behavior, doing what is right, just, and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, a knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. And let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings of riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and understanding. And so you understand this, folks, that, that wisdom is something that the Bible is very serious about. And so I, as I was studying, I got to thinking about wisdom and just asked the question. Probably one that you're asking. What is wisdom? How would you give a definition for wisdom? Well, I think this, this passage gives us a, a good insight to it. You, you notice that it said doing what is right and just and fair. So when we talk about doing what is right and just and fair, we're talking about really about wise behavior. That's what I, I put in my notes, behaving wisely. If you want to just simplify the definition, that's really what it means, just to behave wisely or behave right and fair. The, the word also speaks of skill. It's, the, it's basically, here's, here's how it works. How many of you have knowledge? You have knowledge? You learn? You, you, you read stuff and you listen to stuff and you watch television or you, you listen to podcasts or you read books or you, you open up the scriptures, hopefully. You're opening up the scriptures on a regular basis and you're gaining knowledge. What's the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Wisdom is basically taking that knowledge that you've learned and applying it. Being able to live out what you've learned. Now, I know sometimes that's easier said than done, but that's, that's really, if you, if you want a simple definition of wisdom, that's what it is, to live out what you've learned. In the ancient world, the ancient Eastern world, wisdom basically meant a, a way of approaching life. It was a viewpoint of approaching life and it involved taking young people and instructing them in proper conduct and morality it also answered the question of the, philo the, the philosophical question of what is life really all about what's the purpose in life and so if you think we take the ancient the ancient approach to gaining wisdom and we understand that it's really about training and it's about developing and about growing then we can grow. We understand that, that wisdom is really all about taking the knowledge we're learning and, and behaving wisely. The dictionary, here's how the dictionary defines it. The quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. And so it's a soundness of action or decisions with regard to your, your application of your experience. So, you know, there's some people that, that they're, they're not wise because simply they just haven't lived long enough, Right? Most teenagers aren't that wise. Why? Because they just don't have quite the experience. And we know some of them. Some, if you're some of your teenagers acted like mine did, you understand why, right? They've not grown yet. I was thinking about a Facebook. Anybody watch those Facebook videos where the guys are they're on the edge of a, of a tall building doing headstands? Pretty stupid, right? I mean, that's, that's foolish. You're, 
you're, I mean, you're inches away from dying. Have has anybody ever seen those? I, I can't hardly watch them. They make me cringe. So this is what I'm talking about. So wisdom is, is being, having experience. It's having knowledge and being able to w- behave in such a way that it's smart, right? Here's another thing. When th- there's, a, there's a Hebrew word, the word, Hebrew word for wisdom really means skill. So actually, it can even be drilled down to being able to do something that you do well. If you remember in the Old Testament when they were building the tabernacle and the temple, the, whole, the Bible says that God gave men wisdom to build. Those craftsmen that did such a beautiful job of creating all these, these utensils and all the, the, everything that the, the tabernacle would have in it, these guys were very skilled. How did they get skilled? They had, the Bible says God gave them wisdom to do it. So the word really means skill. Another thing as far as the Hebrew word, it's, there's a keen insight into life and the ways of dealing with problems. How many of you have some problems in your life? How many would you like to have wisdom to deal with them the right way? This is what we're going to hopefully, hopefully we're going to help you today. Get that wisdom. Here's another one. In terms of wisdom, it's, a, it's, it's an application where men and women represent a way of thinking and conduct that is orderly, socially sensitive and morally upright boy do we need that in our culture today huh when I when I look around and see some like I said some of the dumb stuff people are doing these days I'm like we need some wisdom pray to God we need it amen so this is really what we're talking about when we're asking the question what is wisdom here's the goal of wisdom the goal of wisdom in the in the early ancient world was to build an orderly functional society that reflected the moral requirements of God and specifically those requirements that were set forth in the law of Moses so where did wisdom come from God's word the commandments of God when people understood the commandments of God and not only did they understand them but they lived by them then they were they were considered to have wisdom Boy, have we strayed, huh? So what is wisdom? Behaving wisely according to what God says. What about today? That was a lot of ancient stuff. What about today? How about wisdom in our culture today? Should we have wisdom for moral uprightness? Absolutely. Should we have wisdom for knowing and meaning our purpose? Amen. We talked about that last month. We said, look, God's created you for purpose. Find out what it is and walk in it. Amen. So it's biblically um, accurate to say we need to know the meaning of life. We need to know why we're here. So absolutely we need to know the meaning and we need to live uprightly. So now that we know what wisdom is, the second question that I ask as I was studying is, why is wisdom important? Why is it important, church, for us to have wisdom? Well, the scripture tells us in in there in Proverbs, it says, if you want a successful life, walk in wisdom. How many of you want to live successful in your life? There's not a person in this room that would say, I want to fail at life. Oh, no, I don't want to. And so, if I need, if there's wisdom to behave wisely, I want to get a hold of it, right? Because I want to live successfully. I want to live fully alive in Christ. Amen. And I know that it can keep me from making some pretty stupid decisions in life. Amen. Now, 
Granted, in the room this size, there's some people in this room, including myself, who've made some pretty dumb ones. Anybody made a dumb decision ever? Probably my, I probably made more than my fair share. So what wisdom does helps to correct all of that, to get that all lined up and, and us not making so many of those. And so if you need wisdom, this is the reason why. It's for a disciplined and successful life. Now I mentioned the simple. The, the Bible mentions the simple, right? And here's how I kind of define the people that are simple. These are, these are people who just don't, they just yet to have any experience, right? The people that are gullible or easily influenced. Again, teenagers, right? Or young people. Now, I get it. There's some people, there's some kids that are, that are wise beyond their years. That's great. I pray that for my kids. But how many of you know, universally, it's pretty much, they just don't have the experience yet. We call them the simple. And I was, as I was thinking about that, I, I was talking to a friend of mine this week at Starbucks, and he was talking about his football team. This is football season, so we'll make this, this um, analogy. So he's talking about his football team. He's a big um, South, Southern Cal fan, you know, USC Trojans. And so he was talking about last year's team and how their quarterback made a lot of mistakes last year as a quarterback. But the reason was is because he was a true freshman. He had not yet experienced college football. Now, how many of you realize, if you ever, if you ever watch high school football, high school football is great, right? Anybody love high school football? We've got a high school football player in here. I know Creekview won again, right? So, high school football is at one level. A lot of good players. But how many of you know, every time you go up into the next level, the level of competition increases and the, the athletes are better. How many of you know that? And so this kid, he was probably a star in high school. He was probably the top dog, right? But he comes in as a freshman in college. And guess what? He just doesn't have the experience yet. So all last year, what does he do? He throws interceptions. He misses his reads. You know, he, he gets sacked when he should have thrown the ball away. All of these things that a seasoned quarterback would know to do because the speed of the game is so fast, he's not thinking fast enough. Why? He just doesn't have the experience, the simple, the people who just don't have the experience yet. Thank God there's hope for the simple, right? And then there's the, what the Bible describes as the fool. The fool is the person who does the headstand on the edge of the building several stories high. That's the fool. Why? Because they know how stupid that is. Amen? If they don't, well, anyway. They're a fool. And so a fool says, you know what? I know this isn't good. I know I shouldn't do this. But you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Anybody know anybody like that? Some of you high school people that are in here, when you were in high school, you remember you had friends like that. And you're like, I wonder how in the world they're still alive because they did some of the dumbest things ever on the planet, you know? And maybe you're that person. Some of you are shaking your head and laughing at me because you were that guy or that gal. You know, so it's like, okay, but the fool is the person, they understand it's wrong. They understand they're not supposed to do that, but they just made it their mind they're going to do it anyway. So they're not willing to listen to, to instruction. They're not willing to heed the voice of wisdom. God forbid we're fools. Amen. Now, I didn't, I didn't make up that name, okay? The Bible calls people that, that behave like that. They just won't listen to in, instruction. 
And so why is wisdom important? Because I don't want to be simple and I don't want to be a fool. Amen? Anybody with me? So James gives us a clear, a, a, some better understanding of why wisdom is so important and any actually the outcome if we walk in it. So let's read this together. James chapter 3, starting at verse 13. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it. By how? By living an honorable life and doing good works with humility that comes from where? Say it out loud. Where does it come from? Doing good works with humility that come from wisdom. You want to walk humble? You want to do good works? Walk in wisdom. Let's keep reading. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. So in other words, godly wisdom leads to humility and good works. Satanic wisdom leads to jealousy and envy and all kind of evil. Amen? For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism. So, there are two different outcomes that James is describing here. The wisdom of God and the wisdom of the enemy. Do you remember John 10.10? 10? What's, what's Satan's outcome for you? Steal, kill, and destroy. So if you're walking in the wisdom of the enemy, you're getting, you're getting what you get, right? You're getting jealousy. You're getting envy. You're getting every evil work. But on the flip side of that, if you're walking in godly wisdom, what do you get? You get humility. You get mercy. You get gentleness. You get purity. You get peace. You get good deeds. You're treating people the way they should be treated. You're not showing favoritism and you're sincere. So let me ask you a question. Out of all those outcomes, which side do you prefer? I don't know about you. I want on the side of wisdom from God. I want on the side of mercy. I want on the side of gentleness. I want on the side of purity. Are y'all with me this morning? Now look, listen to this. Think about that for a second. What words begin to emerge? Peace. And gentleness. Y'all follow me? Does that sound familiar to you? There's another passage of scripture that names those two and some more. In the book of Galatians chapter 5. We all know them as the fruit of the Spirit, right? So here's the connection that I'm making when I read this. If I want to walk in wisdom and insight the way God wants me to, I'm going to walk in the Spirit. Why? Because the Spirit, as a matter of fact, the Bible declares that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. So if I'm walking in the Spirit, guess what the natural outcome is going to be? Wisdom. And it's going to show up as joy and peace. 
You follow me? And gentleness and purity. All the things we just described that James described, he understood that the Holy Spirit produces the God kind of wisdom in our lives. Amen. That's how we're to walk. That's why wisdom is so important because there are some outcomes that we're looking for in our lives. And the only way that those outcomes are produced are by the Holy Spirit in our lives. Him working from the inside out. Is this good anybody? Is this helping anybody this morning? So why wisdom? Because there's an outcome. It's no coincidence that James describes a wise person being filled with these fruit of the Spirit. That's why it's so important for us to do this. And so, that's, that's the second question. And then, here's another question. Who is the source of wisdom? We kind of alluded to it, right? The Holy Spirit. But think about this for a second. The Bible says that, that, that when the, Jesus even said it, He said, when the Holy Spirit comes, He's going to testify of me. These are Jesus' words. And so, if Jesus... Is if the Holy Spirit is testifying of Jesus, guess who the true source of wisdom is? Jesus Christ. Amen? So think about that for a second. There is a connection between wisdom and being fully alive in Christ. Say that. Say fully alive in Christ. There's a connection between wisdom and being fully alive. Would you agree? Let me prove it to you. Colossians chapter 2, starting at verse 2. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan. What's the mysterious plan? Well, he answers the question right there in the next word. What does he say? Which is who? Christ himself. Look at this. In him. Who's Him? You can put Christ in there, right? In Christ lie all the treasures of what? Wisdom and knowledge. So who's the true source of wisdom and knowledge? Christ. In Christ. So if I'm fully alive in Christ, guess what I have access to? Help me. All, say all. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now when I see that word treasure, I'm not thinking about something that, man, that I would want to throw away next week. Anybody agree? What is a treasure? What do you think of it when you think of something that's a treasure? It has awesome value. Anybody ever watched the Pirate of the Caribbean movies? What were they always trying to do? They were trying to discover a treasure, a hidden treasure. As a matter of fact, they would risk stormy seas, all kinds of creatures, obviously fantasy stuff, but, you know, cracking and those guys. But they were willing to face all of those deadly things, the, the, the oceans, the seas, for what reason? One reason, to find a treasure. So if you and I understand how valuable wisdom is, we'll pursue it. And let me say this even better. We'll pursue the one. That's probably a better way of looking at it, right? I will pursue the one in whom all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found. So what's, my, what's my, really my pursuit? Or who's my pursuit should be the better, better question. 
Who's my pursuit? Christ is. If I want access to all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, I will pursue Christ with wholehearted abandon. I don't care what it costs me. I don't care what it does to my life. I just want Him. That should have got a better amen than that. Folks, listen. This is it. This is who the source of wisdom is. Jesus Christ Himself. Amen. And then Paul mentions a mystery. What's the mystery? What's the mysterious plan that he's talking about? Very clear. Christ came. Lived a sinless life. Died a cruel death on the cross. And walked out of the tomb. That's the mysterious plan. Up until Christ came, it was a, they were wondering. There was this searching you know God you know ever since Adam and Eve there's been this disconnect between us and God and there's this huge gulf between us and we can't, we can't quite seem to get to him everything that we try nothing works and so Christ comes on the scene to remedy the problem and the mysterious plan is the plan of salvation that Christ God himself clothed himself in human flesh went to the cross and walked out of the tomb man that's the mysterious plan that God had. Look what Paul says in 1 Corinthians about it. He says, we do, not, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom. There it is. Of the what? Among the who? Say it out loud. Among the mature. Not the simple. Not the fool. Right? We speak a message among the mature. What's the message? It's not a message of this the age of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No. We declare whose wisdom? God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. So the mystery is the gospel of Jesus. What a glorious mystery, amen. And aren't you glad it's no mystery no more? That it's been revealed to us who know Christ. In a powerful way. I love the reason. I love the fact that today we celebrate. It goes well with this message. We celebrated communion. We took a few minutes. To remember. This glorious gospel. The fact that you and I are made right with God. The God that we offended. Because of Christ's blood. That you and I have access. All the time to God. Because of Christ's blood. Can I get an amen? That His blood is what's bring, what brings us near to, to God. And so today we celebrate that. We understand the mystery that Christ came and died for us all. Amen. So we're pursuing this Christ that went to such great lengths to redeem us back to Himself. So here's the last question. How do you obtain wisdom? We know what it is. We know why it's important. We know who the source of it is. Amen? So now we have to ask ourselves a very practical question. How do you obtain it? It's not rocket science. Number one, just simply ask. How many you believe that's how simple it is? I'll prove it to you. James chapter 1, verse 5. What does he say? If you need wisdom, what? Say it out loud. 
If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. And he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. I love that. Because God has already proven his generosity in the fact that he sent Jesus. The Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave. And he gave a priceless gift. A gift that was worth more than any treasure, right? And so when we, when we understand that we ask this generous God for wisdom, he will give it to us. So how do you obtain wisdom? Just ask. And he'll give it to you. As a matter of fact, I have a story. You, how many of you remember, you know, we just read the book of Proverbs and Solomon wrote most of the book of Proverbs, right? Anybody know who Solomon was? How many of you know who he was? Okay. He, Solomon was a king in the Old Testament. He was actually, anybody heard of King David? He was King David's son. And we know that David was one of the, the greatest leaders that Israel ever had. The Bible says that it was the, his, during his reign, it was the golden age of Israel. So David does, follows his term and says, I'm stepping away. And God says, I want Solomon, your son, to be king. So God anoints Solomon to be the next king. And as he's starting his leadership role as king, he prays a prayer. He understands the gravity of his leadership. He understands how, how challenging it can be to lead people. Anybody lead people in here? Let me know how challenging it can be. So he understands the weight of this, this role that he's about to play. And he prays a prayer. Guess what he asks for? Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 10. Here's his prayer. Give me the wisdom and knowledge to lead them properly. For who could possibly govern this great people of yours? What did he do? He asked. And if you read on, you'll understand that God answered his prayer and said, Hey, look, I, not only am I going to give you wisdom, which he, he did, but I'm also going to give you fame and, and riches. And here's what happened. As a result of his prayer, you know what? The Bible describes him as the, the wisest man to ever live. And the Bible says that people from all over the world, the known world at the time, and would come and sit at his feet and listen to his wisdom. So does it pay to ask? If you need wisdom, ask. Because God will grant it. Amen? Here's another one. Make the scriptures a priority. If you want wisdom and you want to seek it as a treasure, you need to open up your Bible. Because who wrote the Bible? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and understanding. You follow me? So if you want wisdom, follow the Scriptures. Read the Scriptures. Let's read it together. Psalm 119. Yes, I have more insight than my teacher's. For I'm always thinking of your laws. Does it sound like this person has wisdom to you? I am even wiser than my elders. Why? For I have kept your commands. I have refused to walk on any evil path so that I may remain, what? Obedient to your word. So you see how the scriptures are a source of wisdom and understanding. And if you want to obtain wisdom... Dive in 
to the Word of God. Here's another one. Stay connected to Christ. The Bible says that if you abide in Him and He abides in you, in other words, if you are connected to Him like a, like a vine is, right, to, to the branches and to the actual the, the source of the, of the fruit, right? If you stay connected, you'll bear much fruit. So if you want wisdom, stay connected to Christ. Why? Because He is the treasure, right? He's the source of all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Here's another one. These, some of these may be challenging for us, but I'm here to tell you, if you'll do them, you'll, grow, you'll obtain wisdom. Listen to the instructions of others. Learn. Never stop learning. Never stop growing. Proverbs 1.5 Let the, the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. You want to obtain wisdom? Surround yourself with people who have something to say. Let me warn you. Don't surround yourself with fools. I can watch you. I can go with you. And I can, if I look at the, the, the five people that influence you the most, I can kind of gauge how you may turn out. So if you surround yourself with a bunch of losers and fools, then guess what? Chances are, what's going to happen? You're going to end up in the, same, in the same predicament. So listen to instruction. Get as much as you can of learning. Here's another one. This one's hard for us too. Take constructive criticism. Be teachable. That one's hard, isn't it? Proverbs 15.31 If you listen to constructive criticism you will be at home among the wise. How I many you want that? Now listen, I understand. I get it. We don't, like, we don't like people telling us what's wrong with us, do we? But lean into your pastor this morning. We all have blind spots. All of us. Including your pastor. I have blind spots. My wife knows them. My staff know them. And probably many of you know them too. But you know what? If I was to close myself off to those people that God's put in my life, I'm going to be a fool. Folks, I don't want to be a fool. Do you? Surround yourself with people in love, right? Not the people that... Because there are people who are just downright mean and nasty, right? And want to hurt you. I'm not talking about those kind of people. I'm talking about those people that you know have your heart. They have your back. But they will tell you the truth. That is why small groups are so important. That's why our grow groups are so important. Because you can surround yourself with a group of people who love you. Who you built trust with. That you've taken the mask off with. And they know, they know you. All the warts and all. And yet, you know what? I still love you. And when it's time, they'll tell you, look, man, I love you, but this, you need to work on this. And you need to say, you know what? Thank you. You're right. You know, you're probably right. I, 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 need, to, I need to work on that. Instead of, you can't tell me what to do. The fool does that. Amen? If you want to keep doing what you're doing right now, 
and being frustrated on some of the decisions you're making, just turn a deaf ear to constructive criticism. Well, this is not easy teaching, but I'm here to tell you, it will help you grow. How many want wisdom? Some of you didn't raise your hand, I guess. You've got to have constructive criticism. You need feedback. Amen? Here's another one. Take advice. Well, pastor, didn't you? Do? No. Advice is different than constructive criticism. You know, sometimes you've got some decisions to make, right? Anybody ever had to make a really important decision before? Isn't it better to have people that you can go to, maybe a mentor or a coach or somebody that you trust and say, you know what, I'm really, I'm really need some, some help on this. I need some advice on this decision I've got to make. Obviously, the best place is to go to God first, amen? Because He is the spirit of wisdom and understanding. But there are those that God sends in our path that we can talk to and gain wisdom from and seek advice from that can help you not make bad decisions. Amen. So take advice. Here's what the scripture says. Get all the advice and instruction you can. So what will happen? You will be wise how long? The rest of your life. How many of you want a life full of wisdom? Take advice. Scripture says in another place, with a, with a multitude of counselors, there's safety. Amen. Surround yourself with smart people, though. Don't surround yourself with simpletons and fools, okay? Get around wise people, which is, this is the last one here. Hang around with wise folks. Now, some of you just right now, you, you've, you've already got to make some changes already. Just by this one thing. Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise, and what happens? And become wise. Look what happens. Associate with fools and get in trouble. <laughs> Anybody ever live that out? You know, one of the things is, and please don't get offended by this, but I, this, this phrase keeps keeps ringing in my head about a fool and I don't drink so this is this is funny only because hold my beer anybody ever heard that that phrase before that's usually somebody about to do something stupid right folks listen find people who are learning who are growing who have your best interest in mind and start hanging out with them and watch watch things shift Watch things turn around in your life. I'm not saying it's always going to be a bed of roses, but I'm here to tell you, when you face the challenges of life, when you face the storms of life, when you face the crucial decisions of life, if you have the right people around you, then you will be successful in life. Amen? Isn't that the outcome we're looking for anyway? A morally upright? Problem-solving, understanding of life isn't that what wisdom is behaving rightly or wisely that's exactly what we're after amen so this morning would you stand I want to ask you a question maybe you haven't thought that about this before but I'm hoping this message has stirred you up enough that you'll try to go home and answer this question. Do you have a plan to grow in wisdom? If you do, what is it? 
Because if you're not intentional about it, guess what? It won't happen. Because growth is not automatic. Anybody know anybody that's like 50 or 60 years old and you're like, man, that, that's like a little kid in an old person's body. Yeah. Growth, maturity, wisdom is not automatic, folks. So what's your plan? Here's where the plan starts. Can I help you with the first step? Everybody head bow, everybody closed. The first step is coming into a relationship with Christ. Remember, we said He's, he's the treasure of all wisdom and knowledge. So without Him, you don't have wisdom. You're, you're sunk. And the only way to be fully alive, the only way to have access to that wisdom is to come into relationship with Him. That mysterious plan that I mentioned earlier, the gospel, the fact that Christ came, lived a sinless life, died a cruel death on the cross, walked out of the tomb, is the first step in growing in wisdom. So this morning, if you don't have that, if you don't have that relationship with Christ, He's calling you today. The Holy Spirit is drawing you and wooing you today to Him. Thank you for tuning in to our online broadcast here at Grow Church. We hope that you've heard something today that will strengthen and encourage you throughout the week. Make sure you tune in next week for our next broadcast. God bless.